following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan it's time for the huge show from the east side to the west side to the UP the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE that's 1-866-838-4843 now the huge one Bill Simonson What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Hammer and Hank Hayes dropped me a text last night. Hey, Billy, do you think Urban Meyer's coming to East Lansing? I texted Hammer and Hank. At the Hayes Ranch in Rockford, I said, no, he's not. Hammer and Hank, I saw it on a message board. I believe them. Now, Bruce Feldman, who works with the Fox crew, said Urban Meyer isn't interested. I doubt he's going to announce that right now. I did throw out the question to the audience at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. I said, do you think they would ever hire Urban Meyer? I didn't say he's the next guy. And it was interesting to see the split. I I believe there's part of the Spartan Nation, not all of you MSU fans, there are some who are so delusional because they can't stand the success of Michigan. Plain and simple. It doesn't matter what happened with Tucker, what's going on with Tucker, what still needs to be resolved with Tucker, or the players on who enters the transfer portal or who doesn't. This is about the desperate tone of a portion of Michigan State fans who will take any name they can. And I stated it uh, after Tucker was formally fired that There isn't a line waiting to take the MSU job, whether it's former coaches or this 2023 hot coaches list. It's not happening. It's not resolved in East Lansing. See, these are where the message board mafias for all schools or where Twitter just stinks. It does. That you think because your team has an opening, every coach is going to take that job if offered. Same thing happened with the Lions, right? Tigers have an opening. Hey, Ty Cobb's coming back from the grave. He wants a job. Delusional fans drive me insane. You may not agree with my opinions. More power to you. You can disagree anytime you want to, as long as you don't go below the belt. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. 
But when you look at everything that's going on with Mel Tucker, when you look at the track record right now of leadership at Michigan State, and I'm talking inside the school, not Izzo, not any other coaches beyond Tucker, who's going to walk in there with their family Give up where they're at right now and take that job. Oh, Michigan State can pay. Look at the compensation package for Tucker is over $10 million. They're not going to drop $10 million a year for a coach. Now, there could be boosters who would be willing to pay an Urban Meyer. Oh, but what about that video with the waitress? What about what he did in Jacksonville? Eh. I don't think that connects Urban Meyer uh, to what happened with Tucker and what happened before with the oversight on Nasser. I just don't see a coach with a resume or a bright future looking at that Michigan State job, seeing what's coming in from the Pac-12 with Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA, What's there right now with number two Michigan, with Ohio State, who just went on the road at Notre Dame, with Penn State, three top ten teams. And you add another top ten teams like Washington and USC who are coming. Granted, Penix Jr. and Caleb Williams won't be with those teams next year. I think there needs to be a realistic perspective. And I know Alan Haller, the AD, sent out the note to the Spartan Nation that we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to find a new head coach. I just won't be able to share any info. I think that is blind loyalty and blind leadership inside the walls of Michigan State. And that same blindness was why they looked the other way on Nasser. And I guarantee they looked the other way on things that were happening when there was a small cloud percolating in the sky just east of Lansing. And they didn't know that Hurricane Tucker was coming towards Spartan Stadium. They said, we don't need to board up the windows. We will survive this storm. I'm Keith Morrison. I'm Lester Holt. Tonight on Dateline, the MSU fan thought everything was green and white until they put down their glasses. Here's Keith Morrison. (laughs) Oh, here's my realistic hot list for Michigan State. You want to hear my hot list? I'll tell you my hot list. That they hire Mark D'Antonio again. And know they need a buffer. I know you, the green and white message board mafia, won't like it. I, I think literally that's the best option right now. I do. Two. You got Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan. A head coach who does it the right way. Who does it basically with squat compared to other Mac schools. And D1 programs. You have Tony Anise, who's done nothing but win back-to-back D2 national championships and has like four losses ever as head coach in Big Rapids. But they won't go there. 
You know why? Because the fans are going to demand a big name. You didn't get a big name last time. Matter of fact, in your coaching searches, can I just remind the green and white nation, and I'm not piling on, look at your list of previous coaches. Mel Tucker, sub-500 at Colorado. Mark D'Antonio comes in from Cincinnati. John L. Smith, Bobby Williams, hello. And now you think with everything that's happened, with the lack of leadership inside the walls of MSU, that they're going to magically have every hot name in 2023 in college football or a big name like Urban Meyer walk on that campus and take that job, knowing what competition is there and looking at a roster that features how many potential NFL drafted players. They didn't have one last year. Not one. Hashtag NFL isn't coming. Talent on your roster. Schedule. Leadership. AD, president. All these things factor in with somebody taking the job unless they just want to put Michigan State on their resume and they want to get paid. And there are those types of coaches. But I really think everybody connected to Michigan State, they have got to be realistic looking at what are real candidates. I mean this, even with my disdain for Mark D'Antonio as a person, because his wife told him, you'll never go on that show, because I said for a man of faith and character to take on a student athlete like Mike Hart, was below the belt. And his wife said to him, you'll never go on that show. You would think he'd want to get back out of the house and coach in a hurry. He's a Spartan man. He's been a head coach. I'm not. I was thinking about this with all the Urban Meyer chatter the last couple of days. People are like looking at the airport in Lansing, which, by the way, if you've been to Lansing Airport, it's great to jump on an Apple vacation trip down to Mexico or a lot of team planes fly out of there and they're growing. It's a decent airport. But the things they push out to the plane where. The walk ramps are also porta johns. <laughs> it's a good airport, really. When you jump on like an Apple vacation trip to Mexico or Dominican Republic, you up and down, boom, you're there. I like it. I've flown in there with CMU football when they played at Arizona. I've flown in there with Seki when we used to fly like to the Izzo Mooch golf outing up in Iron Mountain. That was private. And once you fly private jets, going back on the big commercial planes, you feel like you're in con air being transported to a prison. (laughs) I, I will tell you, folks, I've been blessed to fly on a private jet like 40 times. It is unbelievable. It is like you show up. There's no TSA. You walk out. I remember Chuck Cox at Northern Jet. Our cars are running, coming back. You know, it's snowing. The plane lands. Weather doesn't really get to them because those planes can kind of maneuver. 
We land, the cars are, my seat warmers are going. Next thing you know, I'm flying on one of the commercial airlines. Waiting for Nicolas Cage going, welcome to Con Air. So I take it I'm not going to get an endorsement with the Lansing Airport anytime soon. It's a good airport, seriously, with Apple Vacation charter flights. And if Apple Vacation is listening and they want to send the huge show down to the Moon Palace or something in Cancun, Riviera Maya, we're willing to go. I'm not lobbying for a trip, but we're willing to take one. I did think about a Super Bowl party down in Mexico at one of those resorts. Wouldn't that be cool? All-inclusive. If you go on the two- or three-day trips, you never sleep. It's really bad. Then I'm at the disco, and Italy had like a holiday weekend, so a bunch of people from Italy were there. They were probably very thankful they didn't speak English because they didn't have to listen to what I was saying. (laughs) Superfly tells me uh, inside this broadcast, we actually have guests booked. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit on the Lions and the Panthers on Sunday. By the way, you can join me at the Big E Sports Grill on the Beltline near Woodland Mall, 1 o'clock on Sunday, Lions and the Panthers. Jim Brandstatter on Michigan football in less than an hour. Dan Hasty, Tigers high A radio voice for the West Michigan Whitecaps. Is he in the running to replace Shep as a TV voice of the Tigers? I never thought about that until today when Superfly texted me our guest list. And I appreciate the love that Shep is getting. Just the same amount of hate. Like I told Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network, I deal with that. 28% of the people like me, 72% don't. I'm cool with that. I think I tell people, wow, it's 28%. That's up for 14 just a year ago. Uh, Mike Kimber, uh, he's Micro Mike, not Magic Mike, the male dancer from Lions Nation Unite, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, and Sergeant Zach Smeagle with the prestigious Kentwood Police Department just south of Grand Rapids, another edition of True and Blue, as we pay our respects to the great men and women who protect and serve on a daily basis with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We'll talk to Zach. We also have our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day. You make your prediction on the next head coach for Michigan State football. I want to see what the audience is thinking. You can do that on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Your name. I think their best option is Mark D'Antonio. I do. Oh, No. He, he did well against Michigan. I, I think he's he has a great record against Ohio State. It wasn't he like 2-2 two and two against Urban Meyer, maybe? Something like that. 
considering where they're at, what still is unresolved with Mel Tucker, it's the right call in my mind. Some D1 school has to give Tony Anise a shot sooner or later. Some D1 school has to do that. The dude is producing NFL talent in Big Rapids at Ferris. Back-to-back D2 national championships. Come on, D1 ADs. Time to step up. Dial in the digits for Coach T.A. in B.R. I'm getting a comment on the text chain where you can text the word HUGE to 21,000. Robert in Grand Rapids, I assume, listening on 96 won the game. It's not my brother Bob, but then again, I doubt he would text me on the text chain. That's not my brother. The guy writes, I think your show is better than ever. I know that's not my brother. I know that for a fact. Thank you, Robert and GR, listening on our flagship station, 96 won the game. You can always drop your comments. Easiest way on the huge text chain. Just text the word HUGE to 21,000. We'll talk Lions and the Panthers with Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. He'll join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls high school sports MHSAA.com TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soarin' Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Join Vidandal Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising 
activities and events. It's a community of passion and individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We do have our McDonald's of Michigan and also their best burger on the board. What's your favorite? I recommend the tastier, juicier, saucier Big Mac. Stop by your local McDonald's and pick out your best burger on the board all across Michigan. Who will be the next head football coach to replace Tucker at MSU? You can answer that on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opted on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Let's go talk to Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. Get his thoughts on where the Lions are at right now, what lies ahead. For the Lions, that point spread has been fluctuating uh, based on what book you're looking at, but on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board, I think it sits at nine and a half right now. I think that's an easy play. Lions O-line practicing this week. And the most surprising thing, Jeremy, this year has nothing to do with offense. It's been that Lions defense, especially against the run. Yeah, no question about it. And really, they started kind of getting better at it towards the end of last year, especially when it comes to running backs, you know, rushing quarterbacks has always kind of been a a problem, but you know, they had last year's game against Carolina, which was, you know, obviously as bad as it was giving up 300 plus yards. But if you look at kind of the games around that, it had started to turn a corner a little bit. And then obviously you take it into this year, the lines are first in in yards allowed uh, when it comes to run defense and everything seems to kind of be working to their advantage. And, and part of it is, I think, increased, you know, linebacker play. Their, their, their linebacker room is deep and, and good. But um, a lot of the guys kind of in the middle of those trenches who maybe weren't getting the pass rushing, um, you know, getting the pass rush to where it needs to be, they've been really working um, when it comes to stopping the run. And, and we've seen it kind of play out the way that has this year. And, and it's not just that they've let, uh, you know, had so many few yards against them. It's, it's the, the teams they are going up against. Seattle's a really good running team. Atlanta's a really good running team. Occasionally, Green Bay's a really good run team. Even Kansas City, you know, Pacheco's having a great year. Lions faced a, a, what I think a lot of people would consider very, very good run offenses and, and stopped every single one of them so far. That's why I look at this Carolina game on Sunday at sold-out Ford Field, and I'm thinking, all right, Lions a big favorite. Anytime you get close to double digits in the NFL, uh, most are expecting a blowout. Uh, what are you feeling right now? What's your vibe on Sunday? Yeah, it, it's kind of the same way, and and it's it's interesting because it's 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 a new feeling, right? Because I think there's some of 
Lions fans out there that when you see such a big line, when you see such big expectations to to win this game easily or whatever, your your mind immediately goes, oh, this is going to be a trap game. Uh-oh, the Lions are going to overlook this opponent, and here comes you know the Lions team that we've come to know. But I, I don't get a feel of that at all in this game. You look at the matchups, they all favor the Lions. You look at a, a rookie quarterback going up against a, a team that just really embarrassed two young quarterbacks in back-to-back weeks. Um, everything seems to favor the Lions in this game. And, and given that they have Dan Campbell, the ultimate motivator, I would say, at the at the you know top of the food chain here, I don't expect this team to overlook Carolina. I don't think I don't expect this team to to take a week off or, or look forward to to the Buccaneers game next week. I, I think this team is going to be ready. I think the crowd's going to get them really psyched, and and I just think they're a much better football team. Yeah, speaking of much better, pretty much every NFL power ranking you look at, Lions are top ten. Man, I, what a difference a year makes, right? Yeah, no question. Um, you know, towards the end of the year, they were they were getting up there, but I don't think anyone would have considered them a, a top 10 team even. You know, we heard some people say, well, they could have been a dangerous team in the playoffs if they had made it. Well, now we're seeing that dangerous team, right? Now we're seeing them take on some of the best teams in the NFL and, and play in their homes on prime time and, and beat them thoroughly. So, um, yeah, this, this team absolutely deserves being a top 10 team, I think. I think maybe even we're inching closer to the conversation of whether they're a top five team and I'm maybe not there yet, but you know, if they kind of continue on this trajectory, that's, that's where this conversation is headed. Well, and you're looking at a division that uh, am I off base by saying it's the worst division in pro football that the lions should run away with this, which means you should run the table. You might have a threat of losing at Minnesota, but at least five and one like last year, you should be in that 11, 12, 13, maybe even 14 win category. And I'm really looking at things now and I see the Niners and I see the Cowboys who are on the schedule and the Eagles. And I'm thinking how, how much home field advantage can the Lions grab before the playoffs? That's where I'm at on this team. And the only thing I feel that can stop them, Jeremy, would be massive injuries. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. I know it sounds crazy to start talking about seeding in, in the playoffs in, in week five, but you're right. Like the the path towards winning this division seems pretty clear now. It is early. I think I think teams can get better as the season goes on. I think I don't think anyone outside of the Bears have dug themselves in as big of a hole where they can't turn things around. I think the Vikings could turn things around. They're not actually playing as bad as I think they did um, last year. Um, but at the same time, you're right. Like there's no reason to believe that the Lions can't continue to get better too. Um, and so they should take care of business, I would say, in the, in the division. Division games are always hard, and like you said, on the road, it's never easy. Um, so Minnesota could be a tough one. Chicago could be a tough one. I mean, they, the, the thing is the Lions don't play any of those games until after the bye. They don't play any more division games until um, November, um, and, and I think maybe even mid to late November. And so these teams could lot, look a lot different by then. They could they could be better. They could be worse. The Lions could be better. The Lions could be worse. Like you said, injuries happen. Um so, you know, nothing's in the bag yet, but everything is ahead of this team. They, they, they asserted their dominance last Thursday saying, like, hey, Green Bay is the only team that, that looks like they're competition to us. Well, look, they're not actually the competition to us. We're, we're way ahead of where they're at. So, yeah, I mean, double-digit wins is definitely the expectation at this point with the with division title. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit. Follow them and Jeremy on Facebook, Twitter, online, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line, talking Lions and the Panthers on Sunday. I did see 
on the injury report for today. Amon Ross St. Brown, undisclosed injury, uh, injury status, questionable for week five. You're looking at Carolina, and I know it's any given Sunday in the NFL, but the Lions do have the luxury, uh, like they did against Atlanta, knowing the short week, to rest some guys and get them healthy. So we'll see what's up with St. Brown. Yeah, and, and you know, I saw him out there at practice um, on, on Tuesday, and, um, you know, he wasn't practicing with the team, but he was running with the trainer. And, if you know, we, like you said, we don't really know the injury yet. We'll see when the injury report drops in, in a little bit here um, what it is. If, it's, if it was his toe injury that was keeping him out of practice, um, he was running around pretty good. Uh, with that trainer. So I would not expect him to miss this week. If it's, if it's a lower body injury, if it's something upper body, um, we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see, but a guy like Brian branch, who obviously was hurting pretty bad at the end of that Packers game, he's a guy who didn't practice, didn't see him at practice on Tuesday. I would expect maybe this would be a good week. Like you said, to, to rest him. Um, but it's interesting because the lines are also getting uh, what appears to be a lot of guys back. Julian O'Quara coming back from, from his injury list. Um, looks like by um might, be ready to go again after missing a couple games here. So lines are actually getting healthier. Um, but maybe you're right. Like maybe this is a, a, a situation where it's like, okay, you're healthy, you're practicing, but let's get you a little bit more up to speed, a little, little bit more healthy before you put there out, put you out there on the field on Sunday because the Lions have weathered kind of an injury storm here early in the season and they've been just fine. So um, if, if they have the luxury to, to wait another week to put some of these guys out there, I think they might take it. Think about the Lions having a full complement of offensive linemen on the first team side playing with how good they ran the football already, right? Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, it's unfortunate we only got to see one week of that to start the season, but if Vitae's back and Decker remains healthy with the ankle injury he's dealing with, like maybe maybe there's another level that this offense can can go to, specifically the run game, which I think has been kind of up and down so far this season, but obviously took a big step against you know a, a Packers defense that's not not as bad as I think some people give them credit for so um yeah no whether they want to rest some of those guys for for a week to we, we we've seen that they can weather that storm or if they want to kind of keep the foot on the pedal there which certainly sounds like a Dan Campbell thing maybe they, they play everybody and, and just make sure they get through with another win Carolina's defense isn't brutal I, I see this game like you know 27 10 that's kind of what I'm feeling when it comes to the Lions and the Panthers on Sunday. What's a final number you're looking at? Yeah, that seems pretty reasonable to me because I, I believe the Panthers have yet to score more than 20 points, and I don't think they've held anyone under 20 points yet either. So, um, you know, I, I do feel like this is a pretty comfortable win. Um, I think the Lions are going to continue to move the ball pretty well offensively. That The Panthers have really struggled to defend the run so far this year. I think they're 32nd in run defense DVOA. So I, I might I might even push the disparity a little bit longer than that. Maybe say something like thirty four thirteen. I agree. I, I you know that couldn't happen with a, another TD. You know, pick six, kick return. Yeah. I I also think right. because it's Carolina that and not that you're taking any team for granted, but you are at home. You do have some injuries that may require another week coming off your ten day rest. It is the perfect time if you can. Uh, to rest a branch, to rest a St. Brown. Yeah, yeah, and they may well, may very well to do that. But I also, I also know this team believes that, like, if if, if you're ready, and, and I'm sure some of the players feel the same way too. Like, if I'm physically ready, I don't want to wait. I want to be out there. There's only 17 games a season. Let me let me go out there and play. And so, if the entire team has that kind of mentality, I think maybe they they won't. They'll, they'll try to avoid taking a week off if if they can. 
Also, Lions-Tampa game got flexed, I think, like 425 on the 15th. So you're getting the national TV exposure, the numbers, the star power uh, that the Lions bring to the table. More young talent than any other uh, NFL franchise. And a year ago, they're stumbling through a 1-6 and six start. Like I said to start this, I, I find it incredible, the conversations nationally, <laughs> statewide, locally, yeah. you know, prior to Detroit, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, what the theme is now connected to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of put their reputation finally behind them, and it's taken, what, 14 games? You know, now they're 11-3 and in their last 14 to kind of shed the, uh, you know, are these lines for real? Are they going to disappoint us again? Um, Well, you know, they had all these off season expectations and they've pretty much met every single one of them so far through through four games and and no one can ignore them i think at this point any longer they're doing it on national tv they're doing it to to history franchises like the chiefs and the packers and this team is is for real and it's very much clear that the the national audience is finally getting that with not only the you know primetime games not only the the, the power rankings, just everyone seems to agree that this team is, uh, is, is going to be a true competitor this year and probably beyond. I just love how I go, yeah, somewhere between 11 and 14 wins and an easy run to the NFC North <laughs> title. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Like you, never done it before. Bill, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, can I get a? Yeah, can I get some mayo on my sub? Uh, Bill, what do you think? Uh, Eleven to fourteen wins. Uh, home field advantage. I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll get some chips and a large drink. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so cavalier now, which is just—it's a wild place to be. But I think this week is a perfect example where it's just like, yeah, the the Panthers are in town and. This is a, a Detroit Lions team that shouldn't blink. This is, a, I mean, when's the last time we can even say the Never. Lions team can win comfortably and, and not Never. Really have any doubts about it? Never, because we, this, even with Barry, we doubted Wayne Fonts. We did. Right. We doubted his creativity, his staff. We doubted him. Here's, here's why the Lions are, they're in a completely different spot than ever before. Even the Calvin Barry years, even Stafford Sue Calvin, that, you trust the GM. You trust the front office. The owner's not meddling. Uh, yeah. You got Dan Campbell. You got a staff that has weathered a lot. They've been through the good and bad. And you're a fan. You're someone in the media. You're doing your coverage at Pride of Detroit. You really trust what they're doing. Yeah. First time point, ever. Right? First time ever. Yeah. Ever it, with it, the Lions. I mean, just the the popularity of the owner itself that that's when is it that has never happened um and and but it has for good reason right like like you said it, it's from the ground up everyone in the organization is doing the jobs that they're supposed to be mm. doing the gm is is building through the draft and making savvy moves in free agency the, the head coach is keeping everyone motivated when this team was not good under him never blinked always seemed to give it their all week in and week out week in and week out and then the players are doing the jobs the coaching staff that then Dan Campbell is surrounded around himself has developed these young players into strong players, good depth, elite players, blue chip players. It just feels like this franchise is firing on all cylinders and it's hard to nitpick anything that really anyone inside that building is doing wrong right now. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. And one final thought that I love Jeremy when the Green Bay Packers organization had to send out a letter and ask Packer fans <laughs> not to sell their tickets to other fans after the Lions takeover, inside Lambeau, one of the toughest tickets 
on the NFL market, to me, was a landmark moment for the Lions franchise. Oh, man. It, it was so cool to just see all the, the, the blue in the stands and at the end of the game, just only Lions fans in that stadium. And, I mean, it just tells you everything to know about this fan base, how patient they've been, how hungry they've been, and how thrilled they are to, to have a team that's worth rooting for, a franchise that's worth rooting for, a head coach that's so nice and uh, affable and, and charismatic and easy to root for. Same thing with the general manager. Like, watching Brad Holmes be out there on the sidelines or even in the stands just taking pictures with, with fans. Like, everyone is so easy to root for right now, and the team is so good that, man, I, I, I can't imagine what Ford Field is going to be like for the rest of the year when these games start to matter a little bit more, when the, the tension starts to rise, maybe when the playoffs start to come. Mm. Um, it's just it's going to be a heck of a home field advantage that I, that I don't think um, even Lions fans can comprehend right now. Yeah, or it's surreal to say the least. Jeremy Reisman, what he writes is real. Pride of Detroit with his team online, Twitter, Facebook, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Jeremy, uh, thanks for your thoughts on the Lions-Carolina game on Sunday. No, of course, no problem. All right, Jeremy Reisman, check it in on a Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We did get our national alert right before the show on our phone. This is just a national alert test. Is the government going to start texting my phone all the time? Get the jab. Get the jab. Slow down, Bill. Slow down. (laughs) Uh, I, I saw Rich Rock and... Mark the Lover, two of the greatest engineers ever. They work for iHeart Grand Rapids. They had a black box, and both of them had keys to the box walking by during the national alert. I asked him, what's in the box? He goes, we have the codes. And I said, what? To actually have the doors work to get into our studios. A historic day here. You want to join in our McDonald's of Michigan? Huge question of the day. Who will be the next head football coach at Michigan State University? You can answer that on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. The box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks, the show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All I have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. 
Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the NFL season is so cool with the Lions playing incredible football. They'll take on the Panthers on Sunday. And if you want to get in on the action and you're a new customer, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. Then bet 5 bucks on the Lions-Panthers or any game this week. And you'll score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Also, DraftKings is hooking up all customers on the app who can take advantage of game days this October. There'll be something sweet there waiting for you if you're a customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. That's code HUGE when you sign up. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. I did see an interesting story here on the west side of the state that there are conversations that some schools who are geographically close to each other may break off into their own conference and leave the OK conference because of travel and also rivalries and things They could do on their own instead of just being reassigned to another conference, which could produce tougher teams and more travel. That is interesting. I don't think it's confirmed, but I did share the story. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Most of us, wherever you're listening across the state, high school sports are still important to you, but your conferences used to be, for the most part, pretty close. Except when I grew up in Sparta, Michigan, the Tri-River Conference had Lakewood, Lake Odessa, and Fremont, Michigan. Coopersville, Sparta, Cedar Springs. Man, the old Tri-River, Greenville. So that exactly wasn't every school is a short bus ride. Who am I missing from the old school I got... The old Tri-River, Sparta, Fremont, Cedar Springs, Coopersville, Greenville, Lakewood, Lake Odessa. Who am I leaving? I I know I'm leaving out some teams and people are going to scream and yell at me. And I'm not. Oh, Lowell. Lowell is in the old Tri-River. Yeah, there you go. There's one more I'm leaving out. 
I'm going to completely forget it, and then everybody's going to blame me and say I don't even remember the glory days. I think a lot of this, too, is some of these schools don't want to be in conferences with private schools with the way they just get the snot beat out of them by private schools or bigger schools. I, I think that's, that's something that will never be spoken by the schools, but just my vibe that I get. I welcome that challenge. Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern plays Grand Rapids Catholic Central on Friday. I think that's a measure game. Where's your team at? We're still relatively young. Does that set you up next year? When we do switch conferences and we join Holland Christian, Holland, Hudsonville Unity Christian, South Christian, Middleville, Wayland, stay with us, Hamilton. But yeah, we have Catholic Central, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, one of the premier high school programs in the state. And I'm not one of those guys that envy or hate private schools that are good. I think it's a measure game when your team plays against them. How do they do? Not moral victories, but are you in the game in the fourth quarter? We'll see. We got one of the best offensive lines in the state. Catholic Central has some of the best offensive weapons I've ever seen for a high school team. They're well coached. We're well coached. It will be a great Friday night with Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. And I'm proud of my son Ace for his hard work, but you know what? You're walking out against one of the best. They did it against South Christian, number one in the state, lost by three. What can they do against Catholic Central? So I'm cool with the conferences as is. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions. Big name guest, Superfly Hayes. He is our executive producer in a few moments, Jim Brandstatter. Former voice of Michigan football, also used to be with Dan Miller. On the Lions broadcast, we'll talk Michigan and Lions football. Dan Hasty, play-by-play voice of the Tigers' high A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. We'll talk Major League Baseball playoffs, future of the Tigers here in about 20 minutes. Micro Mike, Mike Kimber from Lions Nation Unite about the Lions and the Panthers on Sunday at sold-out Ford Field. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com on Michigan at Minnesota. And our weekly True and Blue segment where we salute the great men and women in law enforcement in Michigan will feature Sergeant Zach Schmiegel, who's with the renowned Kentwood Police Department. He'll join us at the end of our broadcast. We did throw out our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day. Who do you think will replace Mel Tucker as a Michigan State head football coach? Full time. The next guy. 
You can join in at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're a Michigan-based bank with Michigan-based decision makers and Michigan-based team members. And the money stays right here in Michigan. So let me know. Who is? It's not going to be Urban Meyer. It's not going to be anybody on the hot coach list. It's not. The Duke coach should leave that environment that he just helped produce against ND last Saturday night for Michigan State. With Washington, Oregon, UCLA, USC coming to the conference, and your Michigan State. You get well, you're gonna rotate now with Ohio State and Penn State, but you get Michigan in that protected game every year. I think there needs to be a realistic approach on who are the viable candidates. And I know Alan Haller sent out the email that we're going to scour the country. We're going to do all this. I can't keep you up to date. I, I kind of took that as, man, you're, you're going to set up people for a letdown. Because all I have to say is look at the coaches that were hired. Bobby Williams, John L., Mark D'Antonio, Mel Tucker. They weren't on the hot list. They weren't former big names. But every fan base, and this just isn't a, not a Michigan State entire fan base thing, but every fan base, every time there's an opening, and I've been through it in 22 years now, doing the huge show across Michigan, no matter what job it's been, Tigers, Wings, Lions, Michigan, Michigan State, Central, Western, you name it, every fan base, they think every big name in the country or former big name coach wants to come coach in Michigan. You have got to be realistic with how hot things have been at Michigan State and still are. There are no big names or no former big names who are coming to East Lansing. I think State needs a new identity, not someone to come rescue the program. They need a coach who will build a culture, who will hold players accountable, who will recruit the right type of kids. Look at the Tom Izzo model at Michigan State. Former assistant to Judd. Never forgot his roots. Build a culture where I don't know if there's any other school outside of maybe Michigan where former players come back in droves. And Michigan has had different coaches and Bo's not alive, but look at Izzo in the reunion weekends he'll have with his players usually one during football season where some guys come back and work out before they hit their NBA training camps, right? And then one in season after a game where he throws a party at his house with all of his former players. And they come back by the hundreds. That's the sign that a coach meant something to you. Look at a high school program. When you see a bunch of kids on homecoming night line the sidelines in their back seeing the coach they played for, That's when you know that coach made a difference. And that's what Michigan State needs. I know they want the sexy name. It's not going to happen. And what Michigan is going through right now, what's coming to the Big Ten, scares a portion of that MSU fan base. 
Mel Tucker got that $95 million, which actually computes to over $10 million a year with the perks. He was 2-0 against Michigan. They thought they had found their man. Harbaugh looked like he was on his way out. Their contracts were being delayed. It seemed to be that those inside the maze and blue wall wanted Harbaugh to leave for the NFL. Some fans wanted that. And then Harbaugh put the right assistants in the right places. And it changed Michigan football forever. And Michigan's not going away because they got guys, they got injuries, they got guys who step in who can get it done. The only place I think they could not afford an injury would be losing J.J. But you can say that pretty much for USC if they lost Caleb Williams. If the Lions lost golf. Michigan State needs to be realistic. They need to find that coach who has experience as a head coach but brings the traits of Izzo. And when Izzo says he wants to be involved, man, I would. I know Izzo got on that plane to go convince D'Antonio to come back to MSU. In Cincinnati, when Brian Kelly and that deal was falling apart, split with the Board of Trustees. Let Izzo run the search. What would Izzo do? Get everybody green and white bracelets. What would Izzo do? You wear it every night. You're like, what would Izzo do? You touch the bracelet. What would Izzo do? What would Jim Brandstatter do? Brandy is standing by. How you doing, my man? Former voice of Michigan and on the Lions broadcast, now just enjoying life with his family. What's shaking? Well, Bill, I, I, I will tell you this. What I would do was I would tape what you just said, and I would play it in front of every Michigan State booster and trustee. You are exactly right. They need to change the culture. They need a guy. It's not about beating Michigan. It's not about winning. It's all that stuff. It, what it's about is, is the brand who will appreciate and bring the brand back to what it was. And that's the same brand that Izzo has been operating. And if they listen to you just now, that's the blueprint in my judgment. And I'm locked up with you and what Michigan State should be looking for. These big names, the Urban Myers and all this stuff that's going on. No. You need to find the guy who's going to change the culture and bring it back so that the brand is accepted and the brand is revered and the old Michigan State comes back, uh, not the flash in the pan. So uh, that's what I would do. So there's your quick answer. And the you know the Heartline, the Ohio State assistant, if he comes there and he's successful, he could be back at Ohio State if Ryan Day goes to the NFL. You need somebody who's going to be here for the long haul. And when I say long haul, that's usually that minimum five- to seven-year window. And look at the transition Michigan went through between ADs and head football coaches. And until Harbaugh really put the right assistants in the right places, only then did the Michigan fan finally get the football they'd been looking for since the end of the Lloyd era. Well, I agree with you. And, and Jim had to grow into the job, too. Jim had to understand, you know, that he comes from the NFL. Uh, he's been in college before at Stanford and all that other stuff, but he's coming from the NFL. He had to get the lay of the land and understand and recruit the kind of kids that would understand. I mean, there was a couple of years there early where he's recruiting kids that are great players, 
but they want to go on and play in the NFL. You got to want to have kids to come in and play for, as they say, the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. Jim has a group of kids like that now. JJ is one of those classics. He loves playing for Michigan. Uh, and I think a lot of those, Blake Corum came back this year. He could have gone pro. Uh, Donovan Edwards is a guy that doesn't get probably as much time as he should, and yet you don't hear him complaining, do you? Same thing with a lot of the guys on defense. It's just a good group of kids who come and they want to play for Michigan. I think Jim saw that, started to change a little bit of the direction of the kind of young man he was recruiting. And and you're right, he grabbed a great staff, a players-friendly staff, guys who are still able to talk to those young kids, like the Michael Hart's and the Ron Bellamy's and the Sharon Moore's and the J.M. Minters. These guys all have that youngness to them, but they can instill that attitude of playing for the school, playing for the University of Michigan. And I think that's a huge part. That's why, I mean, I know they've gone to the portal, but they've not gone to the portal as much as other people because you want to have a program. And I don't think you can build a full program just by going through the portal. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, ton of years with Dan Miller and the crew and Mark Champion on the Lions radio network. I'll get his thoughts on the Lions in a few moments. But this Michigan team, which Doug Karsh yesterday, the guy that followed in your footsteps, said on these road trips he notices how much these guys really like each other and he's talking about uh, the team. And you look at what they've done the last two years and what that unfinished business would be and that would be winning your first college football playoff game and then winning that second one and being national champions. I think this past Saturday they showed me they're as good as anybody in college football. I couldn't agree more. I thought they played their best game in Nebraska. I thought in their first four home games they were okay, but but they had some things they got to clean up. And in the, against Nebraska, uh, Bill, they were, they were, they were that team that could play with Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, USC, anybody in the country. J.J. has been spectacular. And, and I, again, it goes back to my point of what team Jim has built. Michael Barrett is playing in his sixth year. He wants to come. He can play in the NFL. He can be a special teams guy in the NFL right now. But he's back because he wants to win a national championship and be with his class, to be with those guys that he's come through Michigan with. And that's the player he needs. That's why they get along on the road. They're they're friends. They've been buddies since, you know, four or five years. They love practicing together. They love being together. That's how you win national championships. And I'm just delighted. Uh, I think this team has, I think in my own little way, you talk about turning the corner. They were good anyway, okay? But they turned the corner from being a really good team that you're hoping gets into the uh, final four to being a dominant team that I think took a step toward being one of the favorites to be into the final four. I agree. Yeah, I thought, you know, on the road, how quiet that crowd was, that stuff you normally see a Alabama or one of those stud Ohio State teams uh, go do to an opposing school. And I love the speed to the ball. The one thing that's different from the last two teams and maybe different from any Michigan team I've seen, complete team speed on that 11 on defense. I I love how fast they get to the ball. You're, 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 you're speaking my language because it's like I, I've said this. I've watched this team, and I think Jim learned a lot when he, when he played Georgia. They played Alabama. 
I mean, his, those defenses just outran his guys. And Jim saw that if I'm going to get to that level, that's what I need. I mean, he's, he's, he's done a great job of recruiting speed at linebacker, speed at safety. And, and the other thing, and Bill, this is something I think everybody's got to understand. The interior of that Michigan defense has size and athleticism. They've got two guys in there that they can rotate. Actually, about six guys they can rotate in and out of there that are space eaters that will literally be able to stop the run between the tackles and allow that, that, and allow that speed and athleticism at the edge and in the linebacker core to really display that talent because that interior is so tough. It is just they're space eaters. They stop the run. You cannot control the line of scrimmage without those two guys. And that's the exact uh, blueprint of what Georgia and Alabama have done when they won national championships with their defense. Michigan's got that same look this year. His name is Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football. Uh, your podcast, is that still alive and kicking? Still alive and kicking. It's called Conversations With. It's uh, the Brandy Show, and uh, the latest episode is with Jerome Bettis. Nice. The bus. Uh, we talk about coming from Detroit and how the first question I asked him, I said, Jerome, I still haven't forgiven you for leaving Detroit McKenzie and going to Notre Dame. And that's how we start the, the podcast. It's, it's really good. I've got uh, Eddie Murray talking about the Lions on this year's podcast. Uh, I've got Jerome. I've got Carol Hutchins, uh, Michigan's legendary softball coach. So it's a really good season. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just uh, waiting for that podcast invite, but I'm not taking it personally, Brandy. <laughs> I'm not. You're, you're, you're begging now. No, 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 no. The boss, Eddie Murray, Hutch, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I understand I understand my pecking order in sports. Speaking of the Lions, and you mentioned Eddie Murray, yeah. uh, this team looks like, uh, again, uh, what they've done at Green Bay, what they've done at Kansas City. Uh, I said it before the season started that if they got a home field advantage, I thought they could win it all in the NFC and get to a Super Bowl for the first time. I believe they're that good. And also they've shown that they have quality depth with all the injuries that they dealt with and still are dealing with, yet they're sitting there at 3-1, and one, and they won at Lambeau. Yep. No, I. this is a good football team. Very good football team. I think their coaching staff is up. Tell you one in Green Bay. If you notice, uh, I like Jordan Love, and I think Green Bay is going to be a bit of a factor as they go forward. If you notice that game, Jared Goff was throwing to wide open receivers. That's because they schemed guys around. Amon St. Brown was wide open. The tight end Laporta. He. I mean, I don't think Goff had a tight window to throw in. Whereas Love, every time he threw the ball, he was either getting pressured or he had a tight window. That scheme, and I think the scheme of the Lions has been great. But the other thing, old dinosaur, but when you have control of the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, you can dictate to the other guy. And, and for the first time in my memory, or the first time in, in probably four or five times over the course of my 40 years watching Lions football, they have that ability on both sides of the ball to dominate the line of scrimmage. And that's something they've never had. That's, to me, why they are a contender for the playoffs and beyond. 
And it's coaching. I was talking with Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit about an hour ago on the show, Brandy, and I said nothing against uh, any other era or Barry or Calvin and Calvin and Sue and Stafford that uh, from Sheila Hamp, it's an owner that isn't getting heat from the fans for the first time ever, a front office that's well-respected because you've seen uh, their work come alive on and off the field, a coaching staff, a leader in Campbell, uh, golf, who is up there already as one of the best to ever put on a Lions uniform. Now the depth, uh, the draft classes. I'm telling you, you know, this side of the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys, and there's still a lot of football to be played in 2023. The Lions, and it shows in all these power rankings, they're a top 10 NFL team in a year ago. We're wondering at one and six if Campbell and Holmes and Goff and do they tank it and get a young quarterback. Look at this turnaround. Well, the biggest turnaround is on defense. Last year they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't do much of anything. Uh, they were very porous. Uh, they've drafted well, but I think Aaron Glenn has done an outstanding job of scheming this defense. I mean, they've still got some places where they could use some bodies, but, but I'm telling you, defensively, I mean, and, and you got to admit, the first two games, and that's the weird part, the first two games they weren't weren't much. You know, up front, didn't put a whole lot of pressure on. And the last two, it seems like they've lit a fire underneath that front four or five. And those guys have really gotten after the quarterback. In the NFL, that's so key. But I give Aaron Glenn a lot of credit for scheming these guys and some rookies that have come in and really played well. That Brian Bush kid uh, is a real deal. Uh, nickel safety or whatever you want to call him. That guy can play, and he brings it. So they've got talent, and I think Aaron Glenn is in a great job of getting it figured out. I think Goff benefits so much. As good as he is, and you're right, the numbers are unbelievable, but the fact that he's got guys that can run the ball, a line that can block for him, and get yardage when the other guys know they're going to run, and he can run run action passing and not get pressure – Goff is in a perfect situation. Just like he was with the Rams in their first year there when he went to the Super Bowl, he needs that time back there. And when he gets it, he can be as good as anybody. And that offensive line, that really is the key for this team offensively. And Montgomery, you compare it to Gurley that he had when they went to the Super Bowl talking about golf with the Rams. But I'm telling you, I said it when they picked him up. And you watched it when they had a lead and chewed clock and his three TDs. That and nothing against Gibbs or J-Mo or any draft pick or Hutch. That the pickup of Montgomery, as long as that O-line could stay healthy and all five could be back Sunday against Carolina, I thought that dude might approach 30 TDs this year. He could very well do it. And the, but the most important thing is, is that at the end of that Green Bay game, they just ate it up. I mean, what six, seven minutes in the clock. Green Bay just scored. Things were kind of going good. And all they did was pound it. When you can do that, and Green Bay knew they were going to do it. And Green Bay is not a, not a slouch defensively. And they imposed their will on Green Bay. To me, that speaks volumes of their, of their ability to win tight games because that offensive line can get it done even when the other guy knows they're coming. Jim Brandstetter. That's a big part of it. Yeah, uh, Jim Brandstetter, by the way, the other voice uh, you hear on the huge show across Michigan, the Brandy Show, conversations with, look for it wherever you download uh, podcasts. Life is good right now for Brandy yeah, between Michigan book, number two and the Lions. You're loving it. Right, don't forget the book, Bill. 
<laughs> I want conversations with, right? No, no, Voices of Michigan. All right, well, guy, you got so much. You got a book. You got Voices of Michigan, the book. You got conversations <laughs> with. You got the Brandy Show podcast. My God. I know. Bill, I'm on a fixed income. I'm retired. I need all the help I can get, man. Okay, I, I'm setting up the GoFundMe at the next break. <laughs> hey, listen, you take care. I love talking with you. Yeah, same here. Stay out of trouble. Hey, stay out of the way of those Spartan uh, knives and arrows, would you? Uh, I'm okay. I just I give my opinions. It's sports, and people can deal with it, and I love you, Jimmy. Okay? Yeah, take good care, Bill. Yeah, I got you. One of the best guys I've ever met on and off air, Jim Brandstatter, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee Guest Line Talk in Michigan and Lions football. We've got an update on the Tigers, Major League Baseball playoffs. Dan Hasty, he is the radio play-by-play voice of the Tigers' high A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. He'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
The Huge Show is back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer in a moment. Dan Hasty, one of our Tigers, MLB insiders, voice of the Tigers High A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, will join us. We'll talk future of the Tigers, short-term, long-term. Also, his thoughts on Major League Baseball playoffs with some early surprises. Oh, I did figure out when I was talking about some high schools in West Michigan are thinking about starting their own conference and not being a part of the OK Conference. Nothing is confirmed yet, but I shared that story. at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I mentioned going to Sparta High School in the old Tri-River. I left out Belding. That was the school I left out. When I was listing all the schools, it was Belding. Lakewood, Lake Odessa, Cedar Springs, Sparta, Lowell, Greenville, Belding, Coopersville, and Fremont. There you go. That was the old school Tri-River. I know it's a Michigan High School Athletic Association Wednesday, and there are some schools that are tired of playing the private schools. They don't think it's an even playing field. I... I don't fault any school for building up a program. Rockford has the best team in West Michigan, one of the best in the state. They're a public school, and yeah, they got 3,000 kids, but they play in the highest division. You know, I watched Todd Colster or Landon at West Catholic in, in the Grand Rapids area, and they do a great job. You know, parents choose that. You have a right for the private education. It would be interesting when someone brought up these conferences that if you had a conference in the Grand Rapids area, that was Grand Rapids West Catholic, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Grand Rapids Christian, Hudsonville Unity Christian, Grand Rapids South Christian, you took all the private schools and put them together. That, That would be an awesome conference. But in our conference the last five years, right? And at least the last three since Ace came up towards the end of his freshman year for Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, we've played South Christian. we played Grand Rapids Catholic Central. We've had our butts wax. Last year we hung around with Catholic for two and a half quarters. I don't mind the challenge because to me, high school sports isn't about wins and losses. It really isn't. It's about teams getting better. It's about players playing for each other. And it's about the lessons they learn that will be with them for the rest of their lives. That defines a good coach in my book. A coach who understands who his best players are and when to play them. And also what you learn. You know, playing banged up. Every kid will get a a bruise. All the parents, you've seen it, who have kids who play football. They come home and that weekend, you're, you're amazed when you look at that next calendar week starts and how they get after it again. And the most impressive thing about my own son, Ace, and it's cool that there are some schools looking at him, and he's only 16 and he's only a junior. I watch how tough he is to play through minor and even semi-major injuries. I've watched how tough, mentally strong he was at 15 a year ago and at 16 right now. Football will make you a man. It will. Wrestling will. Lacrosse. You know, baseball can. 
Speaking of baseball, Dan Hasty, voice of the Tigers High A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, he's standing by on the Roast Over Coffee guest sign. How you doing, Daniel? You know, to your point, it's really hard to be a coach in today's day and age, especially with all the social media noise. And, you know, if you're not getting reps, if the coach is not using you correctly, but you know, to your point, to being a great communicator, I think is, is so important for coaches today. And thanks for having me on. And secondly, I think it's about making these kids the best versions of themselves. I mean, how many times did you go to class in high school where you didn't really care for the subject, but you really liked the teacher, and thus you did well in that class? I was one of those kids. I'm sure you were probably one of those kids, too. Yeah, Dan, but I was one of those kids that did a lot of other stuff and somehow survived uh, in high school, and it was a beautiful thing. But yes, the, the most memorable things I have in my life have nothing to do with the win or loss in sports. It's about a coach. It's about a teacher, and obviously family would be first. But it's about what a teacher said. Or when you know Tom Christopher, the old football coach at Sparta, said, Simonson, you're going to either – be a big star in radio, TV, or the movies, or you're going to sell Swampland in Florida. I took that as a compliment from Coach Christopher. <laughs> and, and you know what? The, the selling Swampland is still an option as much as it was then. That's my retirement plan, actually. A lot of people are moving to the villages in Florida. I'm actually selling uh, Swampland uh, for retirement. Speaking of uh, family, I do want to ask you, how, how is your mother doing? Thanks for asking. Uh, she's working really hard. She's working really hard every day. She's still a few months out of being, you know, back to, you know, anything close to 100%. I don't know if we'll ever be back to 100%. I hope we will. But she's, uh, she, she's in good spirits and she's, she's taking steps literally and figuratively. And uh, we're, we're just, we're just so grateful. I mean, it makes everything else really kind of fall into place in life when uh, you, you realize how lucky you are just to have your health. So we're very, 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 relief for that. Yeah, and we all get those wake-up calls no matter what age we are in life where you really understand what's important and Dan uh, I have shared with the audience before after you were on your mother in a uh, a high profile accident on I-96 was uh, lucky to be alive when you look at the wreckage and I know some of the photos you shared on uh, social media and your mom in the times I've met her up at Fifth Third Ballpark, or ran into you guys. She has that spirit of a mom. There, are, there are some women who are just destined to always be remembered as a mom, and your mom is one of them. When you look at what happened on '96, when you look at that uh, photo collage, uh, you guys are uh, thankful that she's with us today. Yeah, you're certainly right. And uh, like I said, it puts everything else into perspective. So, you know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter as much if my favorite team doesn't win this game that day. Amen. You know, just, just the fact that we have everything that we need to have in this life, I, I think it allows us to zoom out when you really need to. And you find out, not find out, people, I, I, there's no scorecard on this, but you're really touched. I don't think find out who cares about you or who don't. Uh, I, I'm talking about. The public, your friends, your family, the Whitecaps, your coworkers, uh, everybody who just stepped up uh, when your family uh, needed a big hug. It's awesome, and I'm glad she's doing well. Give her my best, buddy, okay? That was an overwhelming show of support for her. And, uh, you know, not like you ever want anything like this to happen, but I was really, I was really, I, I don't want to say happy, but it was nice to see people care about her the way that I always have. Mm -hmm. 
I agree, because man. Because she's always deserved that. And that was one of the best things that came from this situation. And she'll get through this, and I can't wait to see her again uh, sometime soon. And uh, Dan, uh, with the Whitecaps season complete, with the Tigers season complete, Major League Baseball playoffs just began yesterday. When you look at the Twins winning their opener yesterday, when you look at the AL Central, when you look at the Tigers and the season they had, which you know I, I said they could contend for 80 wins, 500 if everything went right. It didn't look that way at times. But now they got Scott Harris. They got a new GM coming in with experience working with Theo Epstein and Scott in Chicago. They have the foundation now where I don't know if they have to go out and get a hitter during free agency. They need some starters because they're banking on a lot of guys to come back from injuries. But as John Vanderwall said earlier this week in studio, there's no reason why the Tigers shouldn't contend and fight for the AL Central title next year. Well, remember when the Tigers decided to try to make an effort to put forth a competitive product and the fans were just so loud in the early 2000s about why don't the Tigers spend money, this, that, and the other. Well, they lost those 119 games and then they really started to be proactive. They got Pudge Rodriguez and a year later it was Maglio Ordonez and a year after that it was Kenny Rogers and they brought back Todd Jones, right? So, but the, the, the problem with starting at that level is that you don't have the other pieces that can supplement. I mean, the Tigers lost 119 games that year. They did not have the pieces to go along with the free agents that they brought in. Now, to their credit, they caught lightning in a bottle in 06. They went to the World Series. That's great. But when you're building, especially in today's day and age, you need young affordable, controllable talent to come up to the big leagues while simultaneously adding those pieces in free agency. The Tigers did not have that then. I think they've got a much better shot of having that now. They do. Uh, Really, uh, Vandy and I went through the roster, and depending on Riley Green's health, you got Parker Meadows who could be playing center field. Green has been injury prone. Uh, He could end up in... Right, Carpenter could be the DH. You, you got Veerling. You got Colt Keith, who I think may be the only minor leaguer at least to crack the starting lineup options. And then now, you know, pitching, Will Mize come back. You know, you got Schoolball look pretty good. Reese Olsen looks like a potential, I think not potential, I think he'll be part of the rotation uh, next year. And, you know, Fajardo still trying to find his way back. Uh, Turnbull, so... Some options. Harris said they're not going to go break the bank in free agency, but I, I think at least a couple of mid-level veteran starters who could win them, you know, 12 to 15 games uh, would really help the Tigers be a true contender against the Twins in the AL Central. Well, and you know what? The, the way that they've looked over the last couple of years, I really trust Chris better. I think he is a dynamite pitching coach. I also think that, and Scott Harris has said this before, that he's seen them as farther ahead with developing pitching than their bats. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they just decided to lean into that thought and say, you know what, it doesn't make as much sense for us to go out and add a bunch of pitching via free agency because we think we can get similar performance and numbers from guys we already have. On the other side of that coin, 
the offense, I don't know if they feel they can say that about it. So if they're, if you told me that that's where they decided to allocate the resources that they have this winter, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Dan Hasty, one of our Tigers MLB insiders, voice of the Tigers High A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps in the Midwest League, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. My best to your family, buddy. Uh, we'll talk baseball soon. You got it, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, speaking of baseball, Rangers are up 7-zip on the Rays in Tampa. They could close out that first-round best-of-three series. And I saw the Rays are hardly drawing anybody for playoff baseball down in Florida. There's too much to do in Florida. There really is. Yeah, 7-zip right now in the bottom of the six. Minnesota, Toronto, uh, scoreless early on. Our McDonald's of Michigan, huge question of the day. Who will be the next head coach at Michigan State replacing Tucker? You can join in 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the NFL season is so cool with the Lions playing incredible football. They'll take on the Panthers on Sunday. And if you want to get in on the action and you're a new customer, just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. Then bet 5 bucks on the Lions-Panthers or any game this week. And you'll score $200 instantly in bonus bets. Also, DraftKings is hooked up all customers on the app who can take advantage of game days this October. There'll be something sweet there waiting for you if you're a customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that code HUGE when you sign up and new customers can score 200 
$100 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. That's code HUGE when you sign up. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan on a Wednesday broadcast. I'm getting a lot of feedback from people in the West Michigan area listening on 96.1 The Game. I shared Lenny Padilla's story that a group of schools don't want to do all the travel, don't like the balance of competition, even though they're all not the same size. They may form their own conference in sports. Now, the OK Conference, for those of you in West Michigan... They've been handling conferences and they move schools and teams based on school size, right? I think some people want it more based on competition. And there is that element out there in terms of schools, parents, coaches who feel they can't compete against the private schools. I kind of disagree. We lost by three defending state champion South Christian at South Christian. Our stud quarterback concentrated on baseball, left the team at the end of July. We're 5-1. and one. We lost by three. We rushed for 300 yards. We got Grand Rapids Catholic Central on Friday. I'd rather see my son ace and that offensive line and that team and that coaching staff have the challenge of taking on a powerhouse school than having a conference where you're not challenged. And I get the travel. And, and our new assignment next year. We're going to Hamilton, Holland, Holland Christian, and vice versa. Those schools have to come to Grand Rapids Forest Eastern and or Forest Hills Eastern. So I, uh, you can't make, I've learned this in high school, and God bless all the coaches, uh, you can't make every parent happy. And trust me, every once in a while, coaches will hear from me. But it's not about playing time. Uh, it's just about, it, can our program compete with the best in the area? And it can be in any sport. And we did with South Christian, and we'll see what happens Saturday or Friday night uh, with Grand Rapids Catholic Central at FHE. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. 
Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan Wednesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. In a few minutes, Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com on Michigan's road trip to Minnesota on Saturday night. Also, Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, not Magic Mike, Lions Nation Unite. His thoughts on Carolina. And the Lions on Sunday. Also, the injury list is out. You got Brian Branch banged up. St. Brown. Looks like the offensive line uh, could all be there. Some of it will be wait and see. It is Carolina. Do you give guys a break until you get that Tampa game, which has been flexed, I think, to 425 a week from Sunday? We'll talk to Kimber about the Lions coming up. Also, Sergeant Zach Smeagol. From the renowned Kentwood Police Department, another edition of True and Blue presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, where each and every week the huge show pays tribute to the great men and women in law enforcement all across Michigan. We did roll out our McDonald's of Michigan huge question of the day. A lot of chatter about Urban Meyer, Bruce Feldman, who's one of the top college football insiders, said it's not going to happen. Meyer to Michigan State. My question that you can answer, who will be the next head coach at Michigan State? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across the state. Add HUGE Show, by the way, if you want to join in on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. Major League Baseball playoffs, game two, best of three series in the American League. The Rangers on the road in Tampa, up 7-0 in the top of the seventh. That is a best of three series. Also, no score between the Blue Jays and the Twins. They are in the first at Target Field in Minneapolis. Later tonight, Arizona, Milwaukee, Phillies, and Miami. Arizona got a win last night. Philly got a win. Philly has that experience. Watch out for that, even though I think Atlanta and the Rangers, my pick, before the playoffs began last week, I like those two teams in the World Series, Atlanta to win it. Let's go talk to Mike Kimber. Micro Mike on YouTube, Lions Nation Unite, Lions Insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I am doing great. How about yourself, Huge? Doing good, buddy. Uh, looking at the injuries, looking at it, their weakest opponent of the year so far in Carolina. Where are you at on what that sold-out crowd should expect on Sunday? 
I fully expect the Detroit Lions to dominate this game. You're getting players like Emmanuel Mosley. He's finally going to make his debut for the Detroit Lions in the secondary. Halapaluti Vati Vaitai, Lions right guard, potentially could be playing in this game. And you're going against a team in the 0-4 Carolina Panthers that are bad defensively and bad offensively. The Lions should pull in a route. Yeah, I agree. I think they're nine and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board. I see this as an easy uh, victory. Uh, What's impressed you the most about this team when we're going through the four games earlier today and you're looking at that win at Kansas City that looks so big right now with the way the Chiefs have played. And you look at that win at Green Bay and how they, especially that first half, where I haven't seen a Green Bay team be dominated like that in decades at Lambeau, and you mix in the comeback win that was uh, critically needed against Atlanta, uh, the loss, which stings a little when you look at Seattle, but they're a 3-1 and team. Uh, your thoughts uh, on this team right now? What do you really like? What still needs some work? I really like the physicality of the trenches and the offensive line specifically. The ability for the Lions to bully in the trenches and run the football has been a starring difference compared to teams past. This team can run on you and it can run on anybody. And having a player like David Montgomery who come in here and can just bulldoze people is something that we haven't seen in a long time. And then you can turn around with Jameer Gibbs and do that lightning. And the same thing with the defensive line. is absolutely bullying teams right now with the interior of the defensive line and the edge rushers going at it. I haven't seen this in a really long time. When I look at what they need to get better at, to me, it's more just getting experience for the younger players like Jack Campbell or Jameer Gibbs, even Sam Laporta, and the second-year players. More experience for these young guys as we continue on to march to, to win the NFC North and, and post-regular season and into the postseason. Mike Kimber, uh, Micro Mike on YouTube, Lions Insider, Lions Nation Unite. Check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, This season, I'm looking at top 10 rankings in every NFL power poll I've seen in the last couple of days. Uh, They're on a course with something we've never seen, which would be a home playoff game uh, at Ford Field. But, you know, you look at San Francisco, you look at the Eagles, you look at the Cowboys, and you look at the Lions, and this really is a four-team race in the NFC on who can get home field advantage. That's exactly what it is right now. It's a four-team race for home field advantage. It's going to be difficult because I do think the San Francisco 49ers are quite a powerhouse right now in all phases of the football team. I I think that's going to be a challenge. The Eagles, you've seen chinks in their armor. I don't think they're the same Eagles of last year. I think they're going to lose quite a bit of games. And and with the Dallas Cowboys, they're in the NFC East. You know, whoever gets the NFC East there, they're going to battle it out. It's going to leave another spot open. So for me, I'm really looking at San Francisco, you know, can this team lose a couple games where Lions can win and maybe get that home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Who has impressed you the most this year that you didn't expect to be this big of an impact player four games into the season? Who would be at the top of that list, Michael? It's got to be Sam Laporta, the Lions rookie tight end. He has just blown up so far in the NFL. He's leading in all tight ends 
in receptions. As a rookie, it's really difficult to come into the game at the tight end position where you got to learn how to block as well as catch and all the different the play calls that they get. And he just come in here and he's blown since day one. It's really amazing to see because the Lions have drafted a lot of tight ends early throughout the tenure and we've seen a lot of fails. But when it comes to Sam Laporta, this guy's excelled. He's already a pro bowler in my opinion and he is going beyond what I thought he would be. Who needs to step up where they need more from this guy uh, to get that home field advantage? Who would be at the top of that list, Michael? You know, again, I think it's going to have to go to Big V, Halapudi Vati Vaita, the line's right guard. Can he stay healthy? Because having an offensive line throughout the whole season, staying together, is really important how this offense works. And he has inability to stay healthy, and that has affected the Lions' offense in cases. So can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, I think it's going to be really difficult to beat the Detroit Lions in the trenches. But if he continues to get hurt or in and out with Graham Glasgow, that could affect the play going forward. Prediction on the game, Lions-Panthers Sunday at sold-out Ford Field. I got a blowout here. The Lions winning 34-13. to I think this is an absolute mismatch. The Carolina Panthers cannot stop the run at all. They're one of the worst in the NFL. The Detroit Lions can run the football. That's a terrible mismatch for Carolina. Thank you, Michael. We'll talk soon. Enjoy the game. One pride. All right, one pride. Mike Kimber. Micro Mike. A lot of people said, Magic Mike, the male dancer, is one of your Lions insiders. I said, no, Micro Mike from YouTube. And also, is it Lions Nation Unite? Yeah, Lions Nation Unite. We got to get everything Kang on later this week, too. Another great Lions YouTuber, Jeff Risden. Uh, we'll check in on Monday. We'll look back at the Carolina game from the Lions Wire. There is some breaking news from the Wolverine.com. New Jim... Harbaugh contract could now come sooner than later. That is the latest word in the last 10 minutes from the Wolverine.com. The story is there. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. Good timing. We'll join us coming up in our next segment. You want to join in our McDonald's of Michigan. Huge question of the day. Who will be the next head coach at Michigan State? And by the way, uh, you can... Grab your best burger on the board at your local McDonald's in Michigan. My favorite remains uh, the saucier, tastier, juicier uh, Big Mac. Get your best burger on the board at your local McDonald's. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines are off to a great start to begin the season. And sure, the schedule has been set up for that. But after a perfect non-conference slate the last two weeks against Big Ten opposition, the Maize and Blue have won both by a combined score of 76-14. Michigan is coming off their most dominant performance of the year, beating Nebraska 
Nebraska on their first road trip in Lincoln, 45-7. Although the individual stats haven't been gaudy, running back Blake Horm does lead all rushers with nine touchdowns on the season, and Roman Wilson leads all receivers with eight receiving touchdowns, including one against the Cornhuskers that might go down as the catch of the year. After the first month at home, Michigan will play their second consecutive game on the road on Saturday at Minnesota for the Little Brown Jug on NBC at 7.30. Huge here for my good friend Matt Golden. Now he's a CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay and play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting with some golf and great food and beverages, Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It is a MHSAA Wednesday. Remember, you can watch on demand and live boys and girls high school sports on your schedule or when the teams are playing at MHSAA.TV. That is MHSAA.TV. I did mention earlier that there are, it looks like, eight schools in the West Michigan area who may form their own conference. In terms of travel, they just want something closer or rivalries are built in. And the OK Conference does a great job, and they rotate, I think it's every four years. So it looks like Cedar Springs, Sparta, Greenville, Lowell, Coopersville, Allendale, and Kennewa Hills. At least are, according to this Lenny Padilla story, exploring forming the conference. And I, and if you notice, there's no private schools there. I think it's travel. I think some schools are tired of being buried in conferences with a lot of private schools. It does nothing to build interest, morale, if you're getting your butts waxed, right? Even though a lot of these schools are having great seasons. 
But not being a hypocrite, I did remember the Tri-River Conference when I grew up. And you went from Lake Odessa to Fremont to Greenville to Coopersville, Sparta to Cedar Springs to Belding. I mean, that was, it was a you, you traveled a lot. I'm not for a separate Catholic League championship, but the idea of the bigger cities having, if you have enough private schools of having a private school league, isn't isn't a bad idea because those schools would love to play each other. Like I'll just say in the Grand Rapids area for our listeners on 96 on the game for you to have a conference that would have Grand Rapids Catholic Central, Grand Rapids West Catholic, Grand Rapids Christian, Grand Rapids South Christian, Hudsonville Unity Christian, Holland Christian. I'm talking beyond football, basketball, soccer, girls, volleyball, other sports. It would just be crazy. And I think it would be good. There'd be great games. They'd draw like it'd be good for the schools and kids. So I again I'm not advocating for it. Forest Hills Eastern, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern, my son Ace, O Lyman, D Lyman. We lost to Grand Rapids South Christian by three, rushed for three hundred yards at their place. We had every chance to beat them. We couldn't finish. They did. Danny's a great coach at South Christian. We get Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who I think is playing as well as anybody in the state right now, on Friday night at FHE. Gage game. I love it. I love the big games. I'm not worried about you have to go 9-0 and every year. I'd rather see how my son and our team faces a challenge like they did in that Grand Rapids South Christian game, the defending state champion in D4. I think they're number one in D4 again. And they showed up. They posted. Didn't win, but they posted. It's all you want. It's all you want to see. I mean, there's so many life lessons learned in high school sports that aren't about wins and losses. I, I will say, with coaches that I see, my school, other school, when they don't play their best kids and they don't play to win, I have an issue with that. I do. Because kids get a lot of playing time. You'll get games where other kids can play all the time. But the life lessons that those coaches and those fellow players teach each other, you'll remember that the rest of your life. So high school sports is fantastic in the state of Michigan, alive and well. And if some schools want to form their own conference for rivalry or travel purposes, they have every right to do it. They do. Let's go to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders I just told you. Uh, before the break, that the Wolverine.com has a scoop, breaking news, that a new Harbaugh contract could come sooner than later. Uh, what are you hearing, Anthony? Well, uh, the reporting is, you know, what our Chris Ballas has put out there. Um, you know, that there is there is an effort to get this wrapped up sooner rather than later. Again, this is, goes back to not necessarily a brand new contract. It's the one that was being worked on last winter and was kind of put on pause with the NCA stuff that's going on. And I think the messaging around it is, you know, he's not going anywhere and he's not getting fired. So what's the holdup here? And I think that, you know, with the, the Joel Klatt comments earlier, um, you know, about there being maybe a little bit of friction in the Michigan athletic department with some of the leadership 
Um, I don't know. I mean, that stuff has kind of been out there. You know, there have been whispers of that. I'm sure we even discussed it here at some point. But um, it does – they need to get this done. Because when you – that USA Today article comes out with all the rankings of what coaches are making, and you see that Jim Harbaugh's 12th or maybe 13th on there. I forget which one. It's ridiculous that he's not, you know, he's not somewhere in that top five, top six to really even make the argument for top three. So, um, again, I, I think the games need to come to an end. If it's gamesmanship, if it's negotiating, if it's bad faith, whatever it is, um, you know, if Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan, he's going to do that regardless of what you're paying him. But don't let it be because you weren't willing to pay him top dollar. And he's earned that. And there's no, there's not even a debate to be had about it. Um, so I think that's kind of where things are at right now. I think there's been, there's certainly been frustration from fans on social media, on our message board, even in the last few weeks, uh, you know, coming out of the self-imposed suspension and all those types of things that, you know, who cares if at this point, if he gets suspended another two or three games by the NCAA, it doesn't, matter because he should be your head football coach after that and well into the future and if he isn't it's because he decided to go do something else the, the NCAA thing has nothing to do with why this should be held up so why why has it been held up uh, and and your team and I'm talking about the Wolverine.com team and Anthony Broom joining us here on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line Chris Palace from the Wolverine.com reporting that a new Harbaugh contract could come sooner than later I get uh, the numbers, we talked about that uh, yesterday, that Tucker's out of a job, but he was making substantially more uh, than Harbaugh. And you look at what Harbaugh's done the last two years. So is this word manual delaying it? I know we heard the cop-out connected to the NCAA investigation, but it wasn't like you know a show-cause penalty uh, was ready to hit. Uh, is it the transition with the new president? Uh, why such a delay in getting Harbaugh a well-deserved new deal. I don't know why there's a delay. Uh, I don't know why there's been so much of the dragging of the feet on it. I know that the president is support in support of making sure Jim Harbaugh never coaches anywhere else. I know that there are some pretty, pretty big power brokers and stakeholders at Michigan that feel the same way. And I mean, we just kind of have to call it for what it is. When you look at all of these types of, I don't know if controversy is the right word, but some of these issues to pop up, whether it be you know, some of the scandals, some of the coaches that have gotten away, uh, the coaching negotiations that haven't gotten finished, it all kind of goes back to one person, right? And, and that's ultimately where Ward Manuel and his role in all this comes into play. Um, at least on the NIL, you know, I know that people I've spoken to on the NIL front have said that he has dragged his feet in that regard. His MO has kind of been to drag his feet. And when you're the athletic director of a program that purports to be, you know, leaders and best, uh, to sit back on your heels and wait for things to play out, I think he's lazy. And it's, um, it's borderline malpractice. So to me, I, I don't know if it's friction between – Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh, but you know when you go back to you know that COVID season where Harbaugh gets his pay slashed in half, and this is just kind of where my brain goes here. It's you know if I'm Jim Harbaugh, it's, well you didn't believe in me, but you didn't have the balls to fire me, so you slashed my pay in half, which kind of publicly humiliated me. Then I go out, I win the games, I win Big Ten championships, and when it's time to reward that, 
there is this, I don't know if it's an attitude or arrogance about, you know, well, being grateful that Michigan even gave him a chance to do that again in the first place. And this is the same guy where there's been controversy with uh, John Beeline, you know, leaving and was there enough contact made there to attempt to keep him. Obviously, Eric Backage with baseball. Uh, Mel Pearson was under investigation and had his contract just straight up expire, but still kept coming into the office like Milton from Office Space. So it's it's just a bunch of things that have kind of pile that kind of pile up, and you really can only put your finger on one guy for where it's gotten to that point. And and that's I don't know how else to read into that. I really don't. And I believe that boosters see those numbers that were published. Uh, I saw it from Brett McMurphy's Twitter feed. I don't know. I don't think that was the origin of it. But, you know, Santa Ono has been publicly supportive of Harbaugh, even though he's kind of quiet, really quiet, uh, during all the NCAA suspension uh, conversation. But, you know, with what Harbaugh is doing, uh, when you look at the NFL, when you look at a Chargers job that could be open, uh, and Ward Manuel may still want him to leave. That is the frightening truth here uh, that may be lurking somewhere behind a closed maze and blue door that he still hopes Harbaugh leaves. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're someone who hopes that Harbaugh leaves, I think that's – if you're the guy that lets that happen, you should probably just hit the door as well. I mean, that's that's really where we're at here. Um you know, the arrogance, and, and it's, it's it's gone beyond Ford Manual at times, but the arrogance of kind of the Michigan um, the Michigan way of, you know, a Michigan man will coach at Michigan. And, you know, what this university does for people is, you know, you can't put a dollar value on that. And I think that that's, that's just so misguided now, especially, you know, what we've seen in the past is, you know, it, it took a long time you know, Jim Harbaugh right now is kind of in that Lloyd Carr category of, you know, a guy, you know, uh, you think that maybe there could be a prosperous, you know, future after him, but there certainly wasn't after Lloyd Carr. I think the drop-off would be substantial uh, without Jim Harbaugh, uh, probably similar, similar to what it looked like for David Shaw at Stanford. And, I just I just don't understand like this new Big Ten this new Big Ten TV deal. You're going to have the cash flow. You're going to have the resources. You've you've been as successful as any program in the country, not named Georgia, over the last few years. And if you're not willing to spend to reinvest in that, then you're going to get what you're going to reap what you sow. And right, that's just kind of the long and short of it. I mean, they need to. I know Jim Harbaugh is a unique guy, and he's going to do what he's what he's going to do. And if he's sought after in the NFL, we know that that itch might always be there. But don't let it be because you disrespected him and paid him what the, made him the fourth or fifth highest paid coach in the Big Ten. That's ridiculous. Uh, this needs to get taken care of as soon as possible, and quite frankly, it needed to be taken care of months ago. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com with his huge opinions on everything connected to the Harbaugh situation. Again, Chris Ballas uh, from the Wolverine.com reporting earlier uh, today here in the last hour and a half or so that a, a new contract will come sooner than later. Uh, because I, I, I really see this as, hey, man, uh, you let me know right now if we're locked up for a long time. If we're not, 
then I'm going to put out the feelers that when I'm done with this season, I may be interested in one of what will be many NFL openings. Yeah, again, I would just say be very wary about just thinking you can plug and play Sharon Moore into this or Mike Hart or or any guy. Um, And not that the non-conference should be taken as an indictment of what any of those guys would do as you know, a head coach at Michigan, but you know, right now you have one of the best head coaches at any level of the sport period. And market value dictates that what he's done would suggest he deserves to be paid among the highest paid in college football. And if you want to ensure that you stay a big 10 power, a national power well into the future, when you have this 12 team playoff where Honestly, yeah. If if you think that the last two years are a blip on the radar and maybe Michigan slips a little bit, guess what? They're still going to be in the playoff conversation. And, um, you know, there's there's been too many. Michigan has not done a good enough job capitalizing on turning the tide in the Ohio State rivalry, winning these Big Ten championships, winning a college football playoff. To me, the biggest next step in that is making sure that not only Jim Harbaugh feels respected and adequately paid for what he's done, but also you're willing to go to the table every year or so and just kind of give him that raise if that's what the market dictates if he continues to win. So, um, again, Harbaugh has said, and I have no reason to take him at anything other than his word, that he would like to be at Michigan as long as Ward Manuel wants him there. Um, You need to send that message. And, and quite frankly, if, if you don't want him there, I question, you know, your sanity and your ability to lead what is the, the flagship program of your athletic department. So that's just more or less what I think it boils down to. Anthony Broom, you can follow everything about uh, the story related to Harbaugh's new contract and maybe coming sooner than later. Uh, the Wolverine.com team has it. Anthony, we'll talk soon. Of course, thank you for having me. All right, Anthony Broom checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Remember, if you miss any of our huge opinions, hours, shows, anything, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. What are you looking for in a career? What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. Office and 
There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue presented each week on The Huge Show by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And today... We turn to the Kentwood Police Department, and Sergeant Zach Smeagle is standing by, ready to join us and talk about uh, what's going on in law enforcement inside Kentwood and also south of GR. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. All right, how long have you been uh, protecting and serving in law enforcement? Uh, I've been in law enforcement for a little over 12 years now, um, so mo- uh, the whole time has been with the Kentwood Police Department. I uh, started back in 2011, and uh, at that time I was a junior in college, uh, kind of looking to make my mark into uh, law enforcement itself. Um, so I started as a cadet. Uh, I, was, I, gave a, I was given a cadet position with uh, Kentwood, where I re- was there for one year, and then they hired me afterwards. Um, Dating back to then, uh, back in 2011, it's a little bit different than how it is now. Um, so back then, it was pretty competitive, one, to get into a police academy, and secondly, to um, have a job after graduating from the police academy within one year. Um, so during that time period, I was looking around for any kind of in I could get, and uh, I missed out on a couple opportunities with some other agencies. And then I remember going to the Kentwood interview, and uh, again, thinking that for that one, did not go as well as I thought it would go, and um, I remember kind of having a hard reflection after that. And and then later on, a couple hours after that, um, I got a phone call from Kenwood giving me the uh, conditional offer for cadet position, and here I am 12 years later. Yeah, that cadet uh, program, we've heard a lot about it uh, over this past eight months uh, with the law enforcement representatives we talked to here on the HUGE show across Michigan in these true and blue uh, episodes and most of those cadets who get through that program end up uh, getting a job in law enforcement. Again, there's no set number, no guarantee, but a major majority do, like yourself. Yeah, so um, it is a great opportunity for someone who's looking to get into law enforcement. Um, whether they're in college, I know at Kentwood, our one of our requirements is that you have to be in school um, in college, uh, but. Similar to myself, um, basically getting the opportunity to one see if this is the kind of line of work that I'm interested in going into, but also gives those people that opportunity to uh, network, uh, get exposed, and then kind of gives those departments firsthand looks at you know potential police officers in the future. Um, I'm sure a lot of other departments are very similar in that, and we've had a pretty good success rate of hiring our own cadets uh, that later become our own police officers as well. Sergeant Zach Smeagles with the Kenwood Police Department here on the west side of the state joining us on another edition of True and Blue on the HUGE show presented every week by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And speaking of that recruitment process, trying to become a police officer or work 
connected to law enforcement. Uh, the Kedwood Police Department, uh, you have some open houses uh, coming up on October 11th. You've also unveiled your new Facebook page to connect uh, to the Kentwood community. So first, let's talk about uh, that recruitment open house. Yeah, so uh, we we wanted to try to get creative and think of different ideas to recruit and uh, get the, get our names out there. So one thing that we're doing is we're going to be uh, hosting a, a recruitment event at our police department uh, October 11th. We have two different sessions from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and what we do is uh, anyone can come. Uh, we provide refreshments. Uh, we'll give a presentation kind of what the MCOLS process is for a sponsorship recruit position. Uh, we also kind of open our doors, and we offer tours of our facility. Uh, we have lots of members of our department that are present where people can engage with them, ask them their stories of why they're in law enforcement, why they're at Kentwood Police Department, things like that. Uh, so it's just a great way to get more information. Um, and it's uh, not only for people who um, are just getting out of the college and looking to start their careers, but it's a good opportunity for people who maybe have already started down a different career path. Um, I kind of mentioned it back in 2011 when I was uh, coming uh, out of college. Um, it was kind of unheard of to, have, one, have a job going into the police academy. Um, and uh, so you kind of had to sponsor yourself and, you know, sacrifice four months of no you know, pay and pay for your tuition. Whereas now we're providing people the opportunity to, if they, maybe they started down a different career path, uh, they now have more responsibilities. Um, you know, what uh, kids, uh, things like that, they can't afford to take that time off, uh, to take that venture. Whereas now what we do is if you go through our process, it, um, you'll get, uh, you know, an hourly rate, a wage while you're in the academy, uh, we, all your tuition uh, will be paid for. Um, and you also uh, accrue uh, compensation time um, while you're in the academy as well. So um, one of the nice incentives of that is, you know, we have people, recruits that graduate from the police academy, and they have already accrued, you know, 100, 160 hours of compensation time before they even start day one uh, with the police department. So it's a great opportunity for people who maybe uh, overlooked it earlier in their careers and they were, had that itch to, you know, seek out um, law enforcement and, this the recruitment event that we're hosting um, is a great event for them to come and even if they're just curious uh, to get a little more information. Um, and you kind of mentioned that we do have a Facebook page which lists uh, which lists that recruitment event and the also the sponsored recruit process. Uh, I'd recommend anyone to reach out, uh, contact uh, through Facebook or on our website for more and, information. And the open house on October 11th, uh, really a recruiting uh, open house, and two different times, six to seven, seven till eight. Will that be at the main uh, police hub for Kentwood there near the city buildings here on the west side of the state, south of GR? Correct, yeah. So um, our police department is shared with our court, so it's right off of Walmart Avenue. Um, and then there will be uh, signs and postings there for that event as well. Correct. Sergeant uh, Zach Smeagle is with the Kentwood Police Department joining us on another edition of True and Blue here on The Huge Show, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Every week we focus on the good things men and women who are putting their lives on the line do for all of us uh, in the state of Michigan. Now, before I let you go, a question I like to ask uh, my guest here on True and Blue. Uh, what's one thing you truly wish everyone knew about law enforcement, Sergeant Smeagle? What would that be? Uh, yeah, I, I do have one. I do have uh, a couple as well. Um, but one I guess I would say is um, there is a, a lot of people – 
who don't have a whole lot of familiarity with law enforcement and their perception of kind of what a police officer does is we kind of hear it a lot is drunk drivers, uh, speeding tickets, things of that nature, which is a part of the job, but it's just a small uh, blip of a wide variety of duties and responsibilities that fall within the realm of a police officer, um, too hard to even describe. Um, and generally speaking, when, you know, someone calls the police, um, you know, for them individually, it's, you know, it can be a pretty significant event in their life. Um, whether it's a traffic stop, whether they're involved in a car accident, they're a victim of a theft, things of that nature. And, um, police officers who respond to these calls, you know, they're deeply ingrained with, uh, these individuals, um, on a daily basis. So there's, you know, it could be anywhere from five, 10, 15 calls for service that a police officer goes on in one day. Um, and they see more in one day than a lot of people may see in their entire lifetime. So I think it gives a lot of uh, credit to our police officers on how professional they are and how they are able to, you know, switch gears from call to call and be able to provide, you know, excellent service to the next call um, that they have to go to. Um, so just more of a due credit to our law enforcement officers everywhere at Kentwood, um, other agencies as well. I just think they do an incredible job, and um, it'd be nice for the public just to realize how much, you know, law enforcement really does do. And I think the majority of the public does. I don't think Twitter or the social networks or the mainstream media reflect what I believe a massive majority of Michiganders and Americans feel about law enforcement. There aren't a lot of jobs where you put your life on the line every day. First responders, police officers, firefighters, and those uh, who serve in the military. And I like the comment uh, that I read uh, about uh, your background in regards to what's something that you wish everyone knew about law enforcement. Highly stressful, but highly rewarding job and every day is different. I think that kind of sums up uh, being a police officer. No, that, that's uh, exactly spot on. There's days where, yes, there's a lot of stress involved, and um, there's a lot you have to deal with. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you have a passion for this line of work, it's an incredibly rewarding career to have. Um, and, you know, like you said, every every day is different. It's um, You never know what you're going to have on the next day. So, How do police officers unhitch what happened on that shift when they go home, whether it's to their friends, their families, their children, uh, how do you let it go? What happened that day? Uh, so there's, um, that's kind of an open-ended uh, question. So officers, everyone kind of handles their own um, situations a little bit differently. Um, we do have a lot of resources uh, at our police department that, you know, if there is an officer that has to show up to a, um, a traumatic scene um, where we do, a, we have a peer support program that can reach out to them just to kind of give them someone to talk to and uh, provide that assistance um, if it's something, um, you know, falling within that category. So, um, it's a it's a learned process, um, but I think uh, as you the years go on and you get into this line of work, um, you kind of develop your own system on how you uh, deal with it and how you're able to you know turn it off when you do go home, um, you know to you know your families and whatnot, and you know live your own personal lives. Sergeant Smigel, I appreciate uh, your commitment to Kentwood uh, to serving and protecting the people uh, in Kentwood through the Kentwood Police Department. Thank you so much for your service and your time here on True and Blue. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right, Sergeant Zach Smeagol. In doing these weekly conversations since last, what, February, what I hear in the voices of these men and women that I've talked to 
is they want the public to know how freaking tough their job is. And they don't need the piling on on Twitter or Facebook or mainstream media or a little snippet of a body cam. Just like Sergeant Smeagol said, these officers, men and women, have to find a way how to deal with it on their own. It's a shame that every police department doesn't have a therapist on staff that they can talk to. Because when it hits the fan, police officers are going in while we're running for cover. Just like firefighters and just like our military. And I believe the respect is there for the massive majority of people in Michigan and across America for law enforcement and always don't believe what you read or see on Twitter or in the mainstream media. Thank you to all the brave men and women who serve and protect all across the state of Michigan each and every day. And thanks to you for joining us every week for another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Big. Bad. Huge.